This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown exclusively all month long on KBLA Talk 1580. Les Brown continues his month-long radio residency, and we are delighted to have you with us in this hour. I'm Tavis Smiley, your moderator, helping Les Brown move through this hour. It's been my great delight, my great joy every weekday this month so far. And we'll do it through the last day of this month, Tuesday, February the 28th. will be the last master class taught by this world-renowned uh, motivator, Les Brown. But it's been my great delight, my great joy uh, to sit here every day and to imbibe uh, this conversation and this richness just as you are, wherever you are listening right now, every single day on KBLA Talk 1580 this month. It is Love Day. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Love Day to you. We've been playing uh, some great love music uh, all today uh, through this program, and you'll get some uh, some more great uh, music in this hour as we sit back and listen and get our, 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 our uh, smart devices ready or our pens and paper ready. I'm old school uh, to take notes in this master class being taught by the one and only Les Brown. Today's theme, given that it's love day, is this. Do what you love. Stay focused. Do what you love. Stay focused. I yield now to the gentleman from Liberty City in Miami, Florida, Les Brown. Thank you very much, and before y'all finish, make sure y'all play Midnight Train to Georgia, okay? Made note. <laughs> for those for those, for those who, who don't know or do not recall, uh, Les Brown was once married to the inimitable, uh, uh, the empress of R&B, uh, Gladys Knight, and so we hear Les Brown's request, and we'll get that on right away. Uh, Gladys Knight, uh, none better than Gladys. Uh, Les Brown will do that for you, sir. It's all yours. Thank you, my brother. Okay. Listen, I, 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 the, the interview that you have with Reverend Jackie Lewis is very, very important in terms of our loving ourselves. Remember that part of what the slave owners did when they gave us the opportunity to learn how to read and taught us Scripture, they said that, that God put a curse on Cain. And the curse was blackness. Mm. And and then they used Paul to say to to slaves, slaves obey your master. I remember my next door neighbor, John Henry, and he was sixteen, I was twelve. And he took me out and he had stole his father's gun and he shot a tree. And, and, and he looked at me and he said to me, as he was teaching me how to shoot a gun, he said, this gun will kill a nigger. Now, mm. I'm 77. Mm. This is doing extreme racism. This is doing the time where the Klan was very strong, very powerful. This is the time that I remember as a kid, there was a horn blowing and, and my mother pulled the blinds down and, and, and said, come in the room. And I ran into another room to look out to see why did she tell us to do that? And a car was driving very slowly with a black guy that was tied to the front of it, and the lights were blinking. He had been taught and feathered. Mm. And, and they were warning us that if you register to vote, this will happen to you. You'll be tarred and feathered. And they taught us in school to this day to hate ourselves. So what she's saying is so very 
very true. And there's something that I want to focus on today. And and my special person today is Kenneth J. Chenault, who was the president of American Express for 17 years. Mm -hmm. And, And he said something that I love very much. He said, America, because of its racist commitment to racism, would rather waste our greatness and our genius than give us an opportunity. Hmm. Everything we get, power concedes nothing without a demand, so said Frederick Douglass. Everything we get, we will have to fight for. And part of loving yourself is the willingness to fight for what you deserve rather than go through life as a victim and just allow people to trample over you. And so as we look at his life and his career, uh, he, he, he was not a good student. And they said, because he only studied things that he was interested in. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm saying to people, what are you interested in? What is it that you love? But something else that we learned from him, because it's not just reflecting on what he accomplished, but how did he get there? Mm-hmm. Stay focused. Make it work for you. Look for ways that anybody that's doing what it is you want to do, that you can find ways to do it 10 times better, if not more. That's what we have to do. And something else he said, you got to be adaptable. When you look at, at, at the, the flexibility and the range and the capacity of technology right now, I saw a video today where they had a, 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 a mechanized device operated by a computer cleaning restrooms. Even janitors are not safe. Mm. People who work in fast food restaurants are not safe. So that means that we have to continuously grow. We got to focus on doing things that we love, and we must be adaptable. We must be willing to adapt to the environment where we are and to the situations that we are facing because we will always be faced with them. Mm. One of the other things that he said that's real, he said, if we had access, we would never have to have help. <laughs> mm, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. How do you deny people access from participating in the economy and, and think that they're just going to starve to death? It was Robert Kennedy who said, if we cannot help the many that are poor, we truly cannot save the few that are rich. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to cost you. And it is costing America every day, but yet and still because racism is the DNA of this country, we have to continuously fight for everything that we get. He admired Nelson Mandela. He said, I believe in decisiveness. Critical adaptability is very important. And he said what he loved about Nelson Mandela was that he never renounced violence because he said sometimes It's necessary. He said, frankly speaking, I believe he was a visionary, but he was also practical. And we have to be practical as we begin to look at the things that we must do, who we must be in order to achieve the goals that we want to achieve. Focusing on people who have made it happen. Something else that he said that I think is very important. He said, many people don't focus enough on execution. 
If you want to make a commitment to get something done, you need to follow through on that commitment. Persist until you succeed. What would you like to ask me, sir? I have a whole hour of stuff to ask you, uh, and uh, it's going to be a good hour. I can see right now. It's Love Day, and we're celebrating all things love. Uh, but there's so much that Les has already teed up that we need to interrogate over the course of this hour. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with The Motivator, Les Brown, once married to the Empress of Soul, Gladys Knight. to be hungry with the motivator les brown today's theme on love day is do what you love stay focused do what you love stay focused we continue our conversation now with the world-renowned motivator les brown who's continuing every day this month through tuesday the 28th of february his radio residency only heard on kbla talk 1580 let me uh say right quick Les, before i get back into uh your master class today uh, we played Gladys, of course, Midnight Train to Georgia. And I was just watching the other night, uh, Claudine, one of my favorite old black films, watching Claudine the other night. And you almost forget how deep Gladys's corpus is. Her, I mean, her, 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 her body of work is massive uh, and it's monumental. Uh, and when I was watching Claudine the other night, I had almost forgotten all the songs that Gladys did for that soundtrack for Claudine. And um, I mean, she killed it. It was an amazing film, uh, but made all the better, all the richer by Gladys Knight's voice on the soundtrack of Claudine. So if you haven't seen Claudine lately, it's Black History Month. Go watch a black film, right? Check out Claudine, but but listen as you're watching to Gladys on that soundtrack uh, for the film Claudine. A great, great piece of work from James Earl Jones and Diane Carroll with Gladys Knight doing the sound. You can't go wrong with James Earl Jones, Diane Carroll, and Gladys Knight. Great film, great soundtrack. I'll leave it for there. Just wanted to mention that since I was watching it literally just the other night. That said, back to Les Brown, uh, who was once married to Gladys Knight. That's why I raised that. Uh, do what you love and stay focused. You've said a few things already, uh, uh, Les Brown, that I want to interrogate with you for the rest of this hour. Let me start with this. You were talking about um, um, doing what you love. Uh, and going after what you deserve. I was reading a piece not long ago, in fact, uh, that challenged that notion of getting in life what we deserve. And you're the motivator, so let me put it directly to you. In life, do we get what we deserve or do we get what we negotiate? I was reading a piece, of course, in a business magazine, but they were like, in life, you never get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate, and you can define the word negotiate in a variety of ways. You take my point. Talk to me about that distinction less as you see it, getting what you deserve versus what you uh, negotiate. I believe that if you're in a place and you're dependent upon someone 
to give you what you deserve and they choose not to do it, then you have the opportunity to create something that will allow you to compensate yourself at the level of your deservingness. Mm. It doesn't stop there. Nobody controls your destiny. Mm. Uh, we're talking about Kenneth J. Chenault, who became the, the CEO and the president for 17 years of, of, of American Express. And one of the things that he said, he said, when you want something, he said, you've got to be willing to do everything in your power to make it happen. Mm. And, and part of that, and, it, and this goes back to what Reverend Jackie Lewis talked about, is our loving ourselves. He was an activist. Love is an action verb. You, you, it shows up in your actions. And, mm -hmm. and he fought for against racism at Springfield College, and he was among three students that were arrested, and later they had their records expunged. So part of self-love is the willingness like the like KBLA, the willingness to do things that will begin to amplify in our own minds and the minds of others how we hold ourselves to a higher standard. It reduces the kinds of choices that we make. When you love yourself, you don't choose drugs. When you love yourself, you don't choose to kill people. When you love yourself, you don't choose to live a life of mediocrity. You want to live a life that will outlive you. Mm. Lesbian, you used this phrase, as you've done a few times um, over the last uh, few weeks uh, in this uh, master class you're teaching. Um, when you say hold yourself to a high standard, I, I, I haven't thought I needed to interrogate that, and perhaps I don't. But because you said it so many times, it's ringing in my ears. When you say hold yourself to a higher standard, by that you mean what? When I was working in radio WVKO in Columbus, Ohio, I was hired to become a disc jockey, mm -hmm. but I had the ability to do more. And so I became the program director. I became the music director. I became the production director. I knew how to produce commercials. And I also sold time on the air. They paid me the same salary, but because of my willingness to do more than what I was paid for. And the other disc jockey said, man, you are crazy for doing this. Mm. Uh, why would you work like this for Skyway Broadcasting? I wasn't working like that for Skyway, Skyway Broadcasting. I was working like that for myself. Yes. I had the first talk show in Columbus, Ohio, on WVKO called Voice of the People. But because of that skill set, the greatest among you will be your servant. Because of my willingness to do things that I did not know, learn things and develop skills that I did not have. When they fired me, I had choices because I was able to hire myself. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you also said in this hour already, I mean, today's is, it's a rich conversation already, and I want to just go a little deeper here. You, you referenced this notion earlier uh, of, of loving what you do and staying focused. And as you were talking, my mind went to those persons who are listening right now who are attempting to do what they love. Uh, they're doing their best to stay focused. And part of what they're wrestling with is that there's nobody in the particular field that they are pursuing, nobody black, that is, that they can see as role models. We were just talking on this program the other day uh, about African-American, yesterday, in fact, about African-American first, um, talking with uh, Harvard professor Khalil Gibran Muhammad about this notion of African-American first and why we still have to endure the condemnation of our blackness. And uh, 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 Jesse, Jesse Jackson always makes the point that Jackie Roosevelt Robinson wasn't the first Negro 
uh, who could play baseball with the white boys. He's the first one they gave the opportunity. So Jackie Robinson integrates baseball, but when Jackie got there, there were no role models. There are still so many African-American firsts that we're experiencing, even in the month of February alone, as we discussed yesterday, there's so many African-Americans who are achieving things for the first time. So if you happen to be in a field or you're pursuing a particular thing that you love and you're staying focused on it, but part of what you're being challenged by is that there's nobody black in that particular space that you can see as a role model or a race model, but you're trudging ahead anyway to that person lest you say what specifically. Well, first of all, you asked the right person for that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked it. Exactly. <laughs> when I started in the area of motivational speaking, there was nobody like me. Mm-hmm. There was Zig Ziglar. Mm-hmm. There was Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. There was Wayne Dyer. There's nobody that looked like me. But I had a coach, and sometimes you need to have somebody in your life, as I said the other day, that believes in you until you believe in yourself. And so Mike Williams, who wrote the book, The Road to Your Best Stuff, he said, Brownie, those guys ain't got nothing on you. And because I was doing what I love, I believed what he said, and I put my hat in the game, and I started working. And I'm the first African-American to win the the golden gavel award from toastmasters the first to win the the cpae award from from the national speakers association the first to be selected among the top five speakers in the world what's most important is look at a a area where you want to go and say to yourself as as magic johnson said when when when, it was it was shaquille o'neal when the first time that that he saw his idol in, 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 in basketball. And he said, I want that, mm-hmm. that decide no, no matter who's in there, whether they look like you or not decide, I want that. I'm going to do that. He looked at Dr. J and he said, I want that. And I looked at what was happening in the speaking arena and people who were just speaking to give information, but not creating an experience with an audience that will distract, dispute, and inspire, that will expand their vision of themselves, that will dismantle their current belief system and inspire them to have the courage to turn the page and start creating a new chapter in their lives. I said, I want that, and I'm going to dominate that. Mm. And so he has. When we come forward after news and traffic and sports, uh, there are a number of things that Les has uh, put his uh, finger on that we want to unpack, including this notion of commitment, including the notion of follow through, including the notion of being decisive, including the notion of being adaptable. So much more to talk about in this hour. The subject today, the theme today is do what you love on Love Day. Stay focused. You're listening to You Gotta Be Hungry with the motivator Les Brown exclusively all month long on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Tavis Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We celebrate Love Day, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Love Day to you. We've been playing uh, some great music all three hours today. Some of the best love songs. You can't do justice to all the love uh, that black people have put to music uh, over the course of our contributions to this nation, but we are giving you a pretty good sample, I think, over the last few hours of some great love songs, and uh, and you can't leave Prince off the list, right? So uh, there you have it. Uh, You're listening to You Gotta Be Hungry with Les Brown, uh, the world-renowned motivator. Today's lesson, today's theme is do what you love 
stay focused. Uh, a number of things to unpack with Les as we move through the rest of this hour. Let me uh, uh, pivot ever so gently, as we do usually about this time uh, in every show, uh, with Les um, to read a couple questions uh, from listeners. Uh, if you go to our website at kbla1580.com, you can click on the Ask Les icon. It'll take you to a page where you can send us your questions directly for Les Brown or go to our app and use the open mic feature to record audibly your question for Les Brown. Here's a question, Les. Two questions, in fact, that are timely, and uh, I'll link them together. We'll move on and get back to today's lesson. Do what you love. Stay focused. Uh, For you, Les Brown, what is more important, love or respect? And secondly, a question I'm going to weave in as well, how is respect earned? So it's a personal question for you. What matters more, love or respect? And secondly, how in, given what we're talking about today, doing what we uh, love and, and staying focused, how is respect earned in that process? Love and respect are Siamese twins. Mm. Period. Full stop. Mm. They're Siamese twins. One, no one can tell you they love you and not respect you. They're Siamese twins. You can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing in terms of respect, when you have a level of respect for yourself, that determines how people treat you. If you don't respect yourself, people will walk over you. And they don't have to ask you, do you respect yourself? They will know that by how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. People who respect themselves, they don't tolerate and accept any way that somebody wants to treat them. They will be out of there quickly. And so it, it, it's not difficult. What is, is required, and, and I got this from Maya Angelou, she said, nothing is ever done without courage. When you respect yourself, you have the courage to walk away from relationships that's not you. You have the courage to walk away from a job where you're not appreciated and not valued. You have the courage to take a chance on you to create a life that you envision for yourself out of that sense of respect. When you are in a situation of bondage, you have the courage to venture out and don't know where you're going. But you will do it anyhow because you just can't stay where you are. It's just below your standard. Yeah. Dr. King used to always say that courage or faith uh, is taking that next step up a dark stairwell uh, and just knowing and believing that that step is going to be there and it's going to hold you up. You're moving in the darkness, but you have to have the faith, the trust, the confidence, the courage to believe that uh, it's going to be there for you when you get there. Uh, let me link uh, Maya's um, uh formulation uh, to a word that you used earlier in today's lesson, Les, and that is decisiveness. Uh, your example today is the life and legacy of one Ken Chenault, who is the brother that was the uh, president and CEO of a- uh, American Express, Amex, for 17 years. Uh, it is a difficult proposition. Let me just back up a second. Uh, Les knows this well. It's a difficult proposition to go into corporate America. I was going to say white corporate America. That's that's a, that's you know you don't, I don't need to that's that, that's putting too much on it, right? Corporate America is white, um, so it, it's it's a challenge uh, for African Americans to to get into corporate America and to succeed at the highest levels. And every time I uh, run into Ken Chenault or talk to him, as I have many times over the years, I'm always fascinated how this black man 
in the financial services sector, no less. Now, they'll let you do other things. They don't let you mess with money too much. But here's a black man in the financial services sector who made his way to the top of American Express, Amex, and led that company for 17 years, as you've heard Les say more than once in this conversation. So let's just pause for a second and think about that. How'd the brother get in the door? How'd he get to the top? And how did they let this Negro lead this company for 17 years? White men don't run corporate America for 17 years in one, in, in one company. It just doesn't happen a whole lot that one person runs for that long. But a black man to lead one of the largest financial services sector companies uh, in that industry space for 17 years is itself remarkable. Uh, and so he is uh, the example that Les is using today about what it means to do what you love and to stay focused. But in this conversation, Les, you talked earlier uh, quoting Ken Chenault, that one of the things that we have to do is to learn how to be and be bold enough and courageous enough to be decisive. And I don't need to tell you, you're the motivator. You know more people than I do in terms of uh, addressing this particular issue. But I know a whole lot of Negroes uh, who would be a lot farther along. Uh, some of them I, I work with. <laughs> They'd be a lot farther along if they ever learned how to be decisive in their decision making. Take it away, Les Brown. It's honoring your commitment to your commitment. But there's something else in addressing how did he do it. He said there was a strong focus on performance and respect for people. And one of the points that my father always made was that with all the challenges and obstacles and barriers, the one thing you can control is your performance. Mm. And that is one thing I have tried to adhere to throughout my career. We can control our performance. We can't control everything else. Mm. All those other things is going on. And when you make a decision to do something and you hold yourself to a higher standard, not doing just enough to get by. Most people, they work on jobs and they pay them just enough to keep them from quitting. And they agree to themselves and to the corporation. They will work just hard enough to keep from being fired. He made a decision that my performance will speak for itself. My performance will impact your bottom line. My performance will become so dominant, you will choose me to become the president and the CEO of this corporation. Mm. Let's talk about this for a second, because now you got me, you got me, you got me going now, Les Brown. Um, this notion of controlling our performance, I, I believe that, I've adhered to that, practiced that in my entire career, uh, that I can control but one thing, and that is my performance when I show up. I was just talking to a couple of young folk that worked with me the other day, and I was offering this example that I made up, but they took my point. It, it's like a brother who, who's been killing it for 13 years at Mike's Place After Dark, a little seedy club on, on that side of town, and they stand in line every night, Friday and Saturday, to hear this brother kill it at Mike's Place After Dark. He'd been killing it there, lines wrapped around the corner. And one day he gets a chance to play on the stage at Carnegie Hall <laughs> and he gets to Carnegie Hall and he freezes. Uh, he, his performance just <laughs> it's just not there. It's like somebody training for the Olympics for four years and you get to the Olympics and you just fail miserably. All moments I was saying to them the other day, Les, are not created equal. But the one thing you have to understand is when you get your moment, you have to control your performance and you have to show up. 
Because all these moments in your career are not created equal, but there are some moments where your performance has to be the end-all, be-all. You cannot fail in that particular space. What say you, Les Brown? There are times in life you will choke, mm. and you don't know when it's going to come. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will not be at a convenient time. Yeah. It will not be with <laughs> just a few people in the audience. <laughs> Murphy's Law will show up. Yes. If anything can go wrong, it will, and at the worst possible moment. I remember Janet Jackson when she was in the Super Bowl and her bra came loose. Mm-hmm. That was a deliberate or an accident, but it cost her. Mm-hmm. It cost her. And so here's the key, though. It's not final. Mm. You got comeback power. Willie Jolly said a setback is a setup for a comeback. You have comeback power. You can get up off the canvas of life and come back again and again and again and go beyond what you were originally going to do in Fired by that moment that you choked, as I choked at the at the church in Detroit, Michigan, Dr. Charles Adams, and they asked me to pray. Mm-hmm. And all I could say was, thank you, Lord, so much for this morning. It set my behind down. And somebody said the devil had his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to You Gotta Be Hungry with Les Brown on KBLA Talk 1580. Les Brown, I stepped out of the studio into the control room a moment ago and I was teasing Miles and JD, my board op and my producer, these two young, brilliant, handsome brothers. Uh, I was uh, teasing them. So I said, y'all want an A plus today. You don't want an A minus or just an A. You don't want to be on the Dean's list. <laughs> you want you want an A plus today. I told them, I told them almost three hours ago, Les, I was going to grade them. I gave them, I gave them the free reign today. To let them play all the love music they wanted to play. And I wanted to see how varied their corpus was going to be. And I must tell you, these two, these two young Negroes have shown out today. All the stuff they played, a variety. And every time they play something, I just start laughing like, how do y'all know about that song? So it's been kind of impressive. So uh, I think Miles and JD get A-plus today for all the love songs they played throughout uh, this uh, three-hour program. Watching my time here, uh, you're listening to You Gotta Be Hungry with uh, the world-renowned motivator, Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. His radio residency, can, radio, radio residency, if I can say it, continues uh, through the 28th of this month, every single weekday in the month of February. We are honored, humbled, and pleased uh, to uh, have uh, uh, this, uh, this great motivator, Les Brown, only on this station, giving you what you need uh, for 2023 and beyond every day. Uh, a few I things. want to give you an sure. example of adaptability. Sure, sure. Uh, those young men are doing a great job. When they played Midnight Train to Georgia, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. The original title was Midnight Plane to Houston. It was mm. a country and western song. Mm. So one of the pips, I think it was Bubba, said, we don't live in Houston, we live in Georgia. And Gladys, she didn't like to fly. And she said, would you be willing to change plane to train? And the guy said, would y'all still do it? And they said, yes. They changed it from midnight plane to Houston to midnight train to Georgia (laughs) because they lived in Georgia and they didn't like to fly. And, and you got to be adaptable, my brother. I get it. And the rest, as they say, <laughs> is history. I was going to ask. Uh, there are three things I want to cover before we lose less at the top of the hour. One of the things I wanted to ask was about adaptability. 
check that off the list. He just gave us an example of what it means uh, to be adaptable. But there are two other things I do want to get to. Um, commitment and follow through. And we could spend an hour on either of those topics. Uh, but this notion of, we'll take them in the right order. First commitment and then follow through. Talk to me about what it means to be committed to those things less that we say we love, to be committed to being focused on those things that we love. Just talk to me briefly about what it means to truly be committed to your hopes and dreams and aspirations. Many times when we talk to people and we ask them to do something, they say, I'll try. Mm. And I will always ask them, try and sit down. Either you do or you don't. <laughs> that is hilarious. I, I, I'm going to use that one. Next time I hear I'll try, I'm going to do like Les Brown say, try and sit out. I love it, Les. <laughs> no, when you when you make a commitment, you're going to make it happen no matter what. You become mm -hmm. a no matter what person. Mm -hmm. No matter the, the pushback, the, the failures, the disappointments, the rejection. All of those things empower you. They don't stop you because you're going to honor your commitment to yourself to get it yeah. done. I'll try. Yeah, how about you try and sit down? You're listening to you got to be hungry with the motivator, Les Brown, on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where truth prevails. The tricky station is down the dial. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right now. Got about three minutes left in uh, this conversation with Les Brown. Today's lesson theme has been is do what you love. Stay focused on this love day. Do what you love and stay focused. Every day Les has been bringing it uh, in this master class called You've Got to Be Hungry exclusively here on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, it seems to me, uh, Les, this is an appropriate place to close today's lesson. And that is this notion that you uh, uh, broached earlier of follow through. We just talked about being adaptable. We talked about being committed. And we close today with follow through. And if there's anything uh, that I could critique our own people on uh, is that we do not do a good enough job of following through on whatever the project might be. My grandmother, Big Mama, always put it to me this way. Big Mama said, baby, once a task you have first begun, never finish until it is done. Be the labor, great or small, do it well or not at all. That was her way of talking to me about follow through. But what does Les Brown say? Never mind my big mama. What does the motivator say to black people about follow through, Les Brown? I agree with big mama. I love that poem. And it's real. And, and when you adhere to that, it, it, it's simple, it's practical, and it's profound. This is what life is about. Taking care of business. Nothing works unless we work. Mm. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts should be established. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So when we follow through, doing the work that we must do, and, and don't look to the right and don't look to the left and stay focused, and when we are versatile and adaptable, and when we embrace the reality that life is for loving, for living, and for laughing, and to always strive to get on top in life because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. <laughs> <laughs> life yes. is life Don't is behave. Yeah, behave. Yeah, life is for loving, living, and laughing. And that first one, loving, is the theme of today. 
uh, all day long. We're celebrating love here on KBLA Talk 1580. And today's theme has been do what you love. Stay focused. You've been listening to the motivator, Les Brown, uh, and his uh, radio residency every day, weekdays here on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, You've got to be hungry. And hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Les is back tomorrow to do it all over again. Les, until then, my friend, stay strong. Thank you. Bye-bye.